you ever wondered about the wild activities that go on at a bar? Well, that wondering ends right now. Welcome to the Open Bar Talk Podcast, where host Jim Search sits down with bartenders near and far to hear the whopping tales that only a drink slinger has. So buckle in, have a cold one, and enjoy it. Yo, what is the deal? It is Open Bar Talk, the dopest bartending podcast in the streets. Uh, If you want to find our podcast, you can do that anywhere. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts is where you're going to find us. If you find a podcast underneath your truck, that's where we are. Rate, review, subscribe. It is very important that you tell people about this podcast because that is how the world finds out and they give me ratings and then this becomes my job full time and I don't have to work a day job. <laughs> that is exactly, exactly. That is the same energy I'm on. <laughs> so openbartalk at gmail.com uh, if you want to hit us up. You know, if you have any what were you drinkings you want to send in, obviously hit us up there. That would be a dope spot to get us those crazy posts. We want to see what is going on in your timelines because they are just as crazy as mine. Let's read them on the air. Who am I, you ask? I'll tell you. I am Jim Search. You can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. Go on all social media. Find me at Jim Search. I make branding super easy for y'all. And that is where I am now. That I've gotten all that out of the way, I'm very excited to introduce our guest for this week. I'm very pumped to hear uh, her stories because, you know, we have chopped it up uh, a couple times and I'm like, I have to get you on this podcast because the wild <laughs> shit you've seen, I'm like, the world needs to know. This is fucking going to be dope. I'm very excited to hear what you got for me. Uh, Jamie Lynn, how are you? What's going on? Hi. I'm so great right now. I'm chilling in the forest. I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you'll, uh, for those of us who are uh, tapped into the Open Bar Talk on Instagram, you'll see a video promo and you will see Jamie in the forest. Uh, what forest is that? Looks it's like- just like my magical forest that I dreamt up and then I found like a matching like thing on Amazon that literally looked exactly like the dream I had the night before and I thought, well... I should own that. <laughs> I love it. That's- yeah, it was on sale. It was on sale. You know, I think it was normally like something these tapestries were like 50, but it was like, oh, on sale today for 15. And you know, when Amazon gets you like that, you're like, oh, okay. Well, well especially if I dreamt about it, I'm going to get then, it. Then that's the vibe. Uh, and you got it. And you have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, now, speaking so relaxing. Of, it, it does look very relaxing. Isn't it? it you can it, meditate and look at it and just like vibe with it. I feel like we have like two very different uh, on the spectrum <laughs> backgrounds. Yours is a very chill vibe. Yeah, you're <laughs> minus the Wu Tang Clan. So well, yeah, see, but like, see, if you know me at all, those are like my two spectrums. So like, that's like mm. that's like what I am. I'm like, honestly, had someone call me a gangster fairy, and I'm down, like, completely down with that description because I feel like <laughs> either one of those at either point depending on what's going on today. Could happen. Could happen. <laughs> that's, I, yeah. that's, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, honestly. I mean, we should actually make a walk. Like, this would be cool with Wu-Tang in the forest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, like, old dirty bastard. Like, yes, like, Bunny B and, like, Method Man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm-hmm. we could put some clouds in for him. He could be on, like, you know, because that's the best. M-E-T-H-O-D. Man. M-E-T-H-O-D. And- that's hey, 
And that would make sense because when he has a line that says, hey, you get off my cloud, you don't know hey, me. You don't you, know my style. See, it's all coming together. Oh, my God. Look at us. All right. <laughs> so speaking of dreams and synergy, let's talk bartending. Uh, so, Jamie, tell us how you got into bartending and what the first couple shifts were like. What was the first uh, first ride like? But How did you get in first? Okay. I got in and I'm not big on like making up things or like lying, but this happens to be one of the times in my life that I did this. Um, because I was like, yeah, I was living, um, uh, in hell's kitchen and 49th and 9th. And I was like cocktail waitressing. And I didn't even understand that that was like a cool job to have. You know, you just go for like 9 PM to 2 PM at that, like at a club. And then, you know, you walk out with $300 and you're like, you know, you don't understand. Cause it's like, it was my first job. Right. And I'm like, yeah. And then I was just, I watched all the girls bartending and I was like, they're like way cooler or something. Like they have something else going on. They yeah. look like they're probably making more money too. And I'm like, I would just like to be like doing that instead of like, I don't really, you know, like walking up to the people is, it's kind of hard. Cause they're like in your space. And I just thought like, I'd like to be behind that thing and just work. So I was like, I need to figure this out. So I just walked down ninth Avenue one day and there used to be an Italian restaurant. Actually, I think it's still there, but there, there used to be a guy in front of the Italian restaurant, this huge man. I'm Italian, this huge Italian man, but he, he would always say hi to me every day when I'd be walking my dog. And one day I walked past and I was like, this is where I have to go. So I was like, Hey, I, do you ever need a bartender? Cause I figured the bar was small. It was like six, a six, person bar you know it's a restaurant so i figure like that'd be a good way to get in like right right just like you'd only have to deal with that many people and then you learn all the drinks really fast so he's like yeah i do like come back in an hour and i was like fuck okay so then i just like (laughs) ran around the corner (laughs) i just like ran around the corner and i was like what the fuck do i do so i called everyone that i knew as a bartender and i was like you need to teach me like five drinks like in an hour i can (laughs) that's it. Like you need to teach me. And they did. And I wrote them down and I sat like on the corner around an eighth Avenue and just like pretending to bartend like a psycho. And I was doing, you know, theater classes at the school for film and television at the time. And I was like doing cocktail waitressing and I was taking voice lessons. And I was like, I really need to, I feel like I need a way to like work less amount of time, you know, and be able to go on auditions and make more money. Obviously. Sure. 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 Oh we all do. So then I went back. I mean, I, I completely like, I bullshitted my whole way through that. I learned a Cosmo, like a martini, like, a something Tom Collins, like a whiskey sour, you know, I picked like the five drinks that I thought that I'd seen people drink. And then right. Right. I just went in and I mean, I like made it up and he was like, you're hired. I was like, Sweet. Sounds like a plan to. So you you really took the uh, saying "fake it till you make it" and then just ran with it. Yes, I wish <laughs> I, I wish I could do that. Like in other spaces, I don't know what came over me at that moment in time, but it was just like it was like do or die. It was like you do this or you're going to end up in a really fucked up situation soon, and I just did it. So, well, look, yeah. I mean, you know, if you think, you know, I think about it like this: like if you didn't take that chance and if you didn't like you know have the uh confidence to bs it like you wouldn't uh, they would have been like all right well i guess you, you can't do it right yes they would have so. been like no and honestly it was a, it was a really good choice i i, rec- <laughs> I recommend this to everyone <laughs> <laughs> bullshit your way into a job guys. right 
Yeah. Or also you can, you know, we should leave an email or something. You can contact me. I'll teach you. And also like, it's really not that hard. It's, it's more, I feel like it's really about first off your, your personality and how much, you know, you like people. And I really love talking to people. I genuinely love people and I wanted to like interact. And I think that if you could just learn that multitasking and just study the other part, I would go home and like study like a, like a dork and like, you know, make drinks, pretend drinks in my apartment with like ice and water and just like pretend I was serving people. And so, yeah. So like the moment of inspiration served it and everyone can do that because sometimes it just takes that moment. You just like jump in and then, and then it leads to a whole, you know, like I would never know anyone, including you from not even working, you know, into the stand and the stand was, um, a later job. It was like the, that job that I fibbed, I don't know the right word. Cause I feel so bad about that word white lied my way into or something or fake you're right fake it till you make it sure that it's like i that learning there and i really did get to learn and then they did really teach me and then it's like i went with that knowledge to like a big bar like down in like you know near the meat packing and then i went up the line down the street and i remember being like i'm never gonna get this job and thinking like this was the job that i needed and then i went and i like you know did a stupid interview and they like tried me out and they're like well a little bit less experience than we like that they put me on like a day shift you know sure and then sure. yeah and then you know because you know especially being a comedian you come in to like the day shifts like you get to know the bartender that way you get you know so your bartender gets regulars and then mm-hmm. that's like a really nice relationship and then you know when you're working in even a pub that doesn't have the comedy going on it's like those people come in for their lunch every day or for their three bug lights every day or they're weird, you know, the thing that they're doing, like they're on their path and then they like make you part of their path. And that's like a really like gratifying experience. And then eventually before you know it, you're like, I'm making a full-time living, like during the day, you know, working a bit day shift. And then it's like, okay, then that pushed you to the night shifts. And then you get to that space. And then I was like working within, within the year, like in a, like, I mean, it used to be like three deep all the time. It was always like 300 people to serve. So let me ask you, so when you like, you know, you know, had your drinks at the beginning, right? When you first jumped in mm-hmm. and you were like, oh shit, here I am bartending. What were those first shifts like? Because I mean, you were in a position where it's just like, all right, well, I got it. Now what? Right. You know? Oh, like completely terrifying. Just, you know, every time a drink come up, like drink tea come up, my heart would like stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> It is. No, it's, it's like that, but that's okay. Cause it's like, that's, it's the same way as like when you get on stage, like the first time you go through like that, there, I feel like there's a barrier when you go on a stage and you just like, kind of like break through it mentally. And so that's what you do. You just tell you, you know, you're just like, you know, like shut up, do it. And then it usually turns out to be not as bad as you thought. And then every time you're like, you know, you're taking notes, like you might meet like a guy that's like, okay, you know, he really knows his, obviously his old fashioned that he has for, 30 years right. and you make the first one. It's completely terrifying. And you just put like a lot of love into it and like hope. <laughs> you put a lot of love and hope into it and say, I hope you dig this. And I, you know, yeah. Yeah. Gonna... And you know what? That's been, honestly, I have to say that's been a really good lesson because it's like, if you really do genuinely do that, you know, and you're really trying to genuinely do something good, usually people are not, not horrible to you. People are, they want to help. So it's like, if you give that energy first, you know, then, then you'd be surprised. I have been taught my, in that first job, how to make drinks by regulars <laughs> and they were so nice. They would still tip. And then I like took that knowledge to the next space and like, you know, 
blew up with it and then became like the head of bartending that space. But it's like, you have to, I guess, you have, yeah, you have to be like in anything, right. You have to be humble and just give it some love. And then of course there's like horrible moments where you're getting screamed at by this angry Italian man who, you know, and you want to die. And you just, like, who thought, who home. thought, you know, who thought you knew how to bartend. Was yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Who then figured it out, who then figured it out. But then it's like, so I guess then the advice is like, just have something to bring to the table. Otherwise, cause like I would just bring my love for people in person, I guess some kind of personality that people enjoy, which I don't, I didn't understand that. I was like, eh, like whatever. I don't understand. I'm just like trying my best, but it's like, if you bring something else to the table or you're like diligent and you're going to show mm. up for every shift and you're going to like work your hardest and then people will give you a chance. Cause they'll be like, okay, well she doesn't know all these drinks, but like, at least she'll do that. Whereas you could have someone that knows all the drinks and is like, an asshole, right? Uh, it's, and you know, you know, right? Look, because it's like, you know, obviously, you know, I, I'm more on the consumption side. I'm not on the production <laughs> side of, uh, of the bartending world. But it's like, you go to a bar for an experience, right? Like, yeah. if I go to a bar and, you know, I mean, I'm a pretty simple drink guy. Like, I mean, I'm vodka soda, you know, like beer, whatever. Really? But, yeah, I mean, look, I'm not drinking Greyhounds and like, you know. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I would have thought like, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 that's me. But like, the thing is, is like, if the presentation and like the vibe is there, like, I mean, I, just for the sake of discussion, let's say somebody fucks up a vodka soda and like puts tonic in it, right? And I'm just like, oh, hey, you screw this up. And if they're just like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Let me fix that for like, that's, you know, I'm like, oh, all right, I'm with it. But, like, if I get a bartender and I'm like, hey, you know, this is tonic. I don't really, you know, fuck with it. And they're like, well, what's your problem? I'm like, well, I don't, Ooh, I don't wow. know. Wow, yeah. Like, it's like. That's spicy. I didn't yeah. ask. I didn't ask for spice Ooh. with this. Super spice. This, yeah. I wanted bitters, not all bitters. <laughs> ah, you know about bitters. Oh, yeah. Well, that's my. I'm a vodka soda with bitters. You know, oh, my, my God. How cute. Yeah, so yeah. you must have a very good digestive. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, uh, I'm like a walking probiotic. Like I am. <laughs> exactly. just so a, there's a big, there's a big tip for anyone that wants to ever know, like for hiccups for anyone's tummy ache, you know, just club soda bitters, pour that shit for your. And you are 100% good money. Yep. So, all right. So that is the, the origin story of okay. Jamie. Now, let's talk about the wild shit you have seen bartending. Talk to us about some of those moments where you're just like, I can't believe this shit is happening right now. I'm okay. watching this unfold. Okay. Okay, well, so the next, like, the bar I'm talking about where I became, like, you know, like, a bartender at night on the best nights and whatever, and then I was just, like, like having a blast, like, running shit with a bunch of amazing people there. We, so I just would come in then at, I guess, what was the time, you know, like between five and seven and you want to like get there, whatever. And I remember coming in, I was running in to be, to do the early shift for the night and I'm just like coming in and it's like, you know, it's like three layers of people deep and it's like always mm -hmm. crazy. And I'm thinking, okay, this can be someone, whatever. So I run behind the bar and, um, sh this woman had been there, I guess, before I got there, obviously, because I didn't serve her any Pinot Grigio yet, but she had a Pinot Grigio and she was drinking the rest of it. And of course, like, you don't know what's going on because you walk in, you don't know what's going on yet. She's kind of got to take it on. She's like, oh yeah, another Pinot Grigio for happy hour. And I was like, okay, okay. So like I pour it. And then I'm just like running back and forth, like setting up things, whatever. And then I come back and I'm just like watching everyone interact. And then there's like this, like, 
whole kind of like forming a little bit, but we don't know what's going on. And I'm looking over and I'm looking at her and she's just like standing in the middle of like hundreds of people in this like right. wooden floor in a pub. And she's just, and she has a skirt on. And this is like, this is like real life. She is just peeing. <laughs> like just, just like peeing. she just like literally legs, like just standing there, just like looking forward, peeing. Oh my god! Yes, and, and now and she's like dressed nicely. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't like some. You know, it wasn't. Not that that matters, but I'm saying it didn't. It wasn't someone that just like walked in and like asked. You know, didn't have the money and asked for a drink or something. It was like this woman obviously came from a job around right. the area, you know, in Chelsea or something, and like. She literally, so it's just like happening, right? Okay. And I'm like, I'm like, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> like, ma'am. And she's like, just looking at me. And I'm like, ma'am. And she's like, and I'm like, you're, you're, you're urinating on the floor right now. And she's going back to grab her Pinot Grigio. <gasps> and I'm like swiping the Pinot Grigio, like throwing <laughs> it down the fucking drain, being like, Oh my God. I was like, please. I was like, please. And I like run outside the bar, you know, and I'm just like, Oh my goodness. The bathroom. Like, I don't want to have to call. Like, I don't even know what to do. It's like, what do you do then? Because she has no clue. She's like blacked out. And it's like, she's trying to drink more and you're just like, okay, let me try to get her to the bathroom. Put her in the bathroom. And everyone wants to try to call the cause, but you don't really want that to happen. And then I managed to like, you know, usher her out and get like a friend that was there to like put her in a cab. But it was like, it was like five o'clock, you know, it was like, that, I mean, look, I, I can't say that there's an appropriate time to pee on the floor <laughs> of a bar. However, what I can say is, is that it sucks, it sucks. <laughs> there's, I love it. there's an added layer of like five o'clock to, to piss on the floor because yeah. that leads me to believe that we started way before five because you got a right. You can't, you know, you're you're in at three, maybe. I, I just know that five p.m. is not the best time to piss on the floor of a bar. No, like, no, you're now, exactly right. It's a whole other level. And she was like in like a skirt and a work thing, so I, you know, you're shocked when it's like that because you're like, holy shit! Like, really? and and also, I mean, just to uh, to not have reaction to it because that is. <laughs> Well, that was the crazy part. That was, and it was like, you know, and it's like splashing and then people are just like slowly <laughs> like moving away from her. Yeah. Like slowly. Like, it's, it's very reminiscent of like when you're riding on the train and you see everybody shift down because someone <laughs> is pissing on the floor and you're just like, Oh, the P the P wave is there. <laughs> oh yeah. But it like rolls down and it's like, you're like, oh, man. No, nope, not today. And so there is this where this woman is just dropping trow. She's like, nope. Yeah, like, you know what? I don't need She that. didn't even drop trow. She must yeah. have had not, no underwear. It wasn't like, sorry to be graphic. but No, no, no. Okay. It wasn't like it was like, you know, because it's like you think, okay, if she had a skirt on and she had underwear on, then she was peeing and it'd be kind of like going somewhere else, like down her leg or something. But like right. she, it was like a straight, so, you know, like there was no underwear. 
So there was no dropping so, yeah. trout. There was just like, I have a skirt on and I have to pee right now. Like I have to pee and I'm blacked out and I'm just going to pee here. I mean, she thought, obviously she thought that she was in the bathroom. Yes, yes, yes. And her brain just like flipped the channel. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, uh, <laughs> we, we went to act two of the play, which was yeah. interior bathroom. I am. <laughs> Here we are. Interior day, bathroom. I am sitting on the yeah. toilet contemplating yeah. life as a as a whole. But oh in actuality, God. it's act one, interior bar. And this is a yeah. problem. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh I'm glad there was at least in the in the third act, we make it out of the bar and she's whisked away. Yeah, now, she was safe and she didn't get arrested. I was most glad because I didn't I think it was probably a really just bad time for her, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would say too. This that's a rough that's a rough day, <laughs> you know, because not only not only did you you know publicly embarrass yourself, but now you're also covered in piss. Uh, so that's no. not not the best experience. No. So all right, so we have the uh, we have the uh, piss bandit. I guess that's yes. the best way. Okay, to like, okay, I like that. The piss bandit. The piss bandit uh, makes made her escape. Um, yes. What are uh, some? What are some of those other moments where you were like, "Oh wow, we're we're doing this." <laughs> okay. So I really loved like when you like bartend. You learn, you know, because like Friday, Saturday nights, obviously, right? Well, back in the before COVID, it was right. like, you know, well, now it's coming back, but it's like you know, you're like, okay, I want to work those shifts because they're the most money, but they're also kind of like the most stressful. And then if you learn, you get like shifts like Monday night or Wednesday night and you have your people and then it's like much less stressful, but kind of like similar money, to be honest. Sure. And you're like, you know, and it's more meaningful because you get to like hang out with people that you like and have conversations and stuff like that. And the, there was one night where I was just like having a thoroughly good time on my night and there was the only two um new people in the bar and there were this couple and they were so cute and like um actually before that was it her was it him him i think he was i think which weird because usually a woman would speak to me about like whatever but they were on a date and they didn't know how it was gonna go so i guess you know and, and honestly like by the way, just for, I don't know if I should give this away, but if everyone out there, I mean, I have good ears because I am a producer and a music, I mix music. So I guess I've been told I have good ears, but like, I can hear everything, like everything, like all the way down the bar. So like bartending, I'm like taking in everything as it's going on, but they were having this conversation. But then I don't remember, I think she went to the bathroom. He was telling me, I think, yeah, it was him. And he was like, Oh, you know, like, I don't know if it's going to work out. Like, I think he was asking me if he could give me a signal, which I thought was really funny because I was like, "Yeah, that's usually, uh, you know, the other way around, right?" Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if you're in trouble, dude. She seems cool. <laughs> She's <laughs> smaller than you, and you could also get up and walk away. <laughs> no, cut the signal. Just be like, "All right, I'm out. Peace." Oh my god, right? So he was sensitive. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. Sensitive thug. He was like, I think he was, yeah, he was scared. So whatever. But then, then it was going really well. And so I was like, you know, oh, and okay. I gave them, you know, I was like, it's cool. And then, you know, if it's going really well, just like little trinkets, like I'll be like, okay, like make a, you know, like a cute little shot that I think that's both like feminine and masculine. So you don't want to like offend anyone and like, mm-hmm. just give them something cute. Like, Oh my God, like cool. Whatever. And then they were having a good time. So I was like, perfect. 
and they're chilling on the corner. And then, you know, one of them disappears and then the other one disappears. And, you know, I wasn't, I didn't get like the vibe from them that it was going to be a problem, you know, like, so I just kind of didn't, didn't, you know, I know that they were in the place somewhere and at that time there's like, you know, there's like four rooms. So you could be like in the back or here or wherever. And, you know, it could be, it's fine. You were allowed to be in there. So it wasn't like they left at the door and I, you know, and I could tell, you can kind of tell when you need to get like crazy with someone or make sure that you have like some kind of payment. Like that's another level of different, you know, just like discernment about it. Sure. But yeah. So they just appear and it's like, it's cool. We're all chilling. Cause I have like the team there that's there and we're just like vibing. Everything's cool. It's like Wednesday night, blah, blah, blah or Monday night, I can't remember. And then just like my, my bar back just comes running. Okay. Like Jose, he's just like, and I was like, what is happening? And he's just like yelling about something. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So I like say, I run, be right back. And I run down the hallway and there's like these bathrooms in the hallway. And, um, okay. Well, sure enough, there's just like water, like coming out of the middle bathroom, just like a lot. Oh. Like, I'm not talking about like, like, there's like, it was like a steady flow of a stream coming out of the bathroom. Like a murder, like a, like a horror movie. Like there's water under, okay, go on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck. So I'm like banging on the door and I'm like, is everyone okay? Blah, 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 blah whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> the door is unlocked. Me and Jose, we open the door and mm-hmm. the bathroom, which normally has like a toilet here and a sink here, the sink is gone off the wall onto the ground. <laughs> <laughs> not good. Not good. No. Not, not and fixable. And the by, water. <laughs> not fixable by duct tape. No. No. And the water is like, like, I don't know if you've ever seen a sink fall off a wall. But if you have, it's just like, like straight, just like fucking fire hydrant status, like out of the wall. Okay. Yeah. And it's hitting the other wall and it's going down here and it's flowing out of the thing. So yeah. So then we're screaming and, you know, we're trying to figure out. Yeah. And this is at like two in the morning because, you know, we're closing at four. Right. Every day of the week, except for Sunday at that point in time. And it's just like, and so we're screaming and we like call people and then like someone comes and like stops the thing and then that's done. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I cannot believe this is real life right now. And what ends up happening, this is like a lovely story because usually people are horrific. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the time in situations like this, I think people can, you know, or they're embarrassed, but this couple like is still there and they come up to me and they're like, okay we want to write you a check. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, yeah, they're like, it got out of hand. And, um, we were in that bathroom and we were kind of like on the sink, you know? And I'm like, and they're like, and it fell off. And, And and that, so, you know, what's wild about this is that originally there was a signal can you give me a signal, right? Like, <gasps> can I give you a signal? Yeah. And then we got all the way to fucking around in the bathroom and knocking a sink off the wall. Like, <laughs> if that's not if that's not love, Jamie Lynn, I don't know what is. I hope they're married now. Like, I I, I want that for them. 
Yeah, because they were such nice people. They literally were like, we fucked on the sink. You're sitting in the bathroom. We knocked it off the wall. We will pay for it. No problem. And I was like, wow. And I told them, I was like, that's really one of the nicer things I've ever had. Have happened here. Yeah. I was like, what? And who does, who owns up to that when the bar is flooded? Like who owns up? Like those are good people. Yeah, that is that is a very rare like because I bet if you took a poll of like ten people, yeah. nine nine of them are leaving. Nine of them are like, we should do it. We should yeah. put that poll up. I would if say you on the bathroom sink and it fell off the wall. What would you do? That is, I may put that on the open bar talk uh, IG page. You if, should, and I, I would love those people. Imagine if they just find it, like by the grace of the universe, like, and then mm-hmm. they come back because that would be awesome. I'd lo- actually love to know who they are, and I'm sure that they are married with, like, you know, babies, honest, and honest babies now, honest children, honest children. Now, <laughs> now, so let me. So they, all right. So they offer you, like, I want to write a check, right? Yeah. Do you say, all right? Well, no. like, how, like, what happened? Like, did the owner be like, all right? I guess we got insurance and then yeah 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 i basically just said so <laughs> since you're so honest that's awesome and I, I i'm not gonna take any money from you i mean they they tipped nicely but they i, I didn't want to take like i didn't want to i didn't want to take anything from them so i was like obviously the bar's gonna have to pay for it we're gonna have to pay for it so if you could just you know i took all their information like their names and emails and like info. And then I gave them the info of the management. And I said like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave this in the drawer. And then in the morning I'm going to have a conversation with them. And then I really appreciate it. And I'm not really sure whatever happened. I didn't know the ending to that because right. the owners didn't tell me, but, but yeah, but no one was mad. So that's good. So, it, you know, and it all, I guess uh, it was all a wash. If you will. Yeah. <laughs> I like how both our stories have been wet. So I was far. gonna say there's been liquid uh in Oh my god. Oh my yeah. god, then I might give you the third one with like it liquid too, actually. All right, well you know what? Let's uh let's round it out. What's the uh what's the third one? Okay, it's uh, not third? the same kind of liquid and I'm sorry TMI, but this was literally maybe Yeah, the craziest the craziest one. That's what we're here for. Let's okay. let's go. It's like therapy session. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that. Is this therapy for uh, for God. my pretending friends? Yes. You know, bar therapy, bartender therapy, because it's like because I feel like you know so much therapy happens being a bartender and then like connecting with people for yourself and for them for everyone. It's like, mm-hmm. yep. And you know, and now, well, now bars are opening back up. But I mean, it's like ever going to be the same. Like, is there ever going to really be like a bartender and you sitting there the same way? I don't know. Well, I mean, look, I know in New York State at least, like now you can sit at the bar. Like I was sitting at the bar. I was sitting at Fourth uh, Avenue Pub last night, sitting at the bar. Really? Hanging with my homie Ralph. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so it's. I mean, it's legal. I mean, they're the world. Re- I hey, I'm fully. Would you taxed. think they'll ever be like? 300 people in a bar again. I mean, look, if we get to, I mean, they're saying this is all projection, right? But they're saying by July, mm-hmm. New York state wants to be at full capacity. They want things to be fully reopened by July. No. Wow. I mean, look, like, I, think, wow. I think numbers will dictate that they should at least, and not put like a timeline on it because COVID mm-hmm. doesn't have a timeline. That's not how diseases work. Um, so, <laughs> 
They just don't. They don't have a success. They don't have They're a like, by the way, COVID, you're out of here. Like, yeah, <laughs> listen, your lease is up in July. We're going to ask you to leave. And COVID's right. like, that is not how I spread. And I will decide when I want to fucking leave. So there you go. Um, but anyway, so you have, so you said this is the crazy okay. story. Let's, uh, okay, so yeah, this is crazy. So <clears throat> one night, it's like I was uh, closing out. At that time, I would have... Um, Actually, after this time, then I had a bouncer every shift. But I would always have bouncers like Thursday, Friday, Saturdays for sure. And actually, that was super fun because all the bouncers that worked there would work at like the strip clubs on the West Side Highway like the rest of the week. And then mm-hmm. they would be always. And then they did like private detail for people like one to J-Lo. And like, so like it would just, they would come in with, a, we'd have awesome times and stories. And then they would bring people from the strip club and it would be so fun. But that was, this happened to be a night that actually probably this night made it mandatory to have the, 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 um, the bouncer, I was going to say the stripper, mandatory to have the stripper, <laughs> mandatory to have, the, <laughs> I was like, great. mandatory to have this. Cause there were so many nights actually where I spent like hanging out with like the strippers from the club that like were telling me the craziest story. That's like a whole nother podcast. But like there, that was crazy. That life is like, they're amazing. Like I literally spoke to like 10 women within a few weeks that were like putting themselves through like Ivy League schools with children stripping. So next time, next time you want to judge, next time you want to judge a girl that can only make that certain amount of money in a night to spend with their kids for the rest of the week and then go to school. Like I was so eye opening for me. I was like, Oh my God. Like, that's amazing. That's but anyways, right. that's a side story. Yeah. So this was basically the night that I think that they actually, after this made it mandatory that on every, every night, I think, except for Sunday, for some weird reason, we would have, um, bouncers. So this night I actually, weirdly, my bar back stayed a while, uh, Ryan. And he was like, you know, normally he wouldn't stay and chill. So it's like the universe takes care of things sometimes, you know, and it's amazing. So he was just kind of like, oh, maybe I'll just like, maybe I'll have one beer. And I was like, yeah, yeah, stay, whatever. And then he's sitting at the end of the bar. So he's just like kind of within the customers and you have like 15 people there and it's probably like, I don't know, three in the morning or something like that on a Wednesday or Tuesday, Wednesday or Monday. And then we're sitting there, we're just like hanging out. And then it's, there was a big window, like in the front that you could like see out, like, onto the street. So I'm looking, I'm just like pouring, you know, drink and beard and whatever. And I'm looking out the window and I just see this dude. So it's a huge, it's like a, it's like a picture, a whole picture window. So you can see from like the above the head of someone to like their knees as they're walking by. And this dude is walking by and you know, we're all chatting and then everyone's having a great time. And then he's like, I just see him like look in like with a crazy, a crazy look oh no thinking like you know i'm just kind of, yeah just thinking what the fuck is about to happen and no joke <laughs> i couldn't even make it up it's just like he's walking by and as he's looking in this crazy look he's like pulling down his pants this is like a real story <laughs> i don't know you and he's just like whipping it out and as I'm like, it's like, it was like a movie. It was like an old, like movie where you, I don't know you watch those things. And he's just like walking pants, pull out thing happening, doing something to it, walking, something happening. And then I just literally see him with his thing in his hand and he's 
and the door, so the, the window ends here and the door is like right here in. Right. And I like, you know, you're like, this dude is definitely going to turn in this door. He's about so to I walk just, in. Yeah. I just start being like, ah! like I'm just like, <laughs> just like trying to vocalize what's happening, but how can you even explain that? And right. happen? And then he, he does, he just walks in um, with his oh. thing out, holding it. He is, I don't know what the proper, I don't know what the proper words to say on this are. He's doing stuff. He's jerking thing. off. Yep. Sounds thank you. Like. All thank right. You. Thank you. Those that's doing that. Verbiage. Yep. That's the verbiage. And he's just like walking straight, like beeline towards the bar. No and he's way. Put it, yep. And he's trying to put it on my customers. No. F- get the fuck out of here. That. <laughs> Jesus H. So. No, like literally literally happened and i just start so i just start like obviously being like you know trying to back him up and i run out of the bar and then my bar back is like still having a beer but you know it's like kind of like coming slowly to everyone that this is happening and then he sees us moving so he was trying to like put it on like a girl like my regular at the bar and i was like you know whacking things across the bar i don't know like what i was doing i probably blacked out for a minute because it was just a lot. It was like a lot. It was like, That's, what the fuck is happening? Right. And, yeah. And then he, he runs into the other room, which is like the dining room, but there were just like, you know, <laughs> like a group of like kids sitting in there and some like parents that were still straggling afterwards. And he literally stuck himself on their backs and shoulders sitting at benches. No like, I'm wh- talking about. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Fucking this. Wow. No, this is the this is the craziest. I mean, there's just no And then so then I'm just like running the other room. So then I'm obviously I'm on the phone, like nine one one. Right. It's like screaming at this point, like I need police and like there's a man and they're like, What is he doing? And like, he's he's jerking off my customers. Like, what do you want me to say? Please help me. I'm like, calm down. And then he's just, you know, and then the, the cops were amazing. They must have been, like, close. Like, they showed up pretty quickly. Um, but he managed to, like, do that in another room. He came back in. And then my bar back, thank God he was still there. He took, there were bar stools, you know, like, the actual stools. Right. Yeah. And he took one and he goes and per- turns it sideways like a weapon and a wall. And he just starts going like this at him, like, and pushes his thing, him himself, and, like, blah, 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 like that with the bar stool out the door. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was screaming, I'm on the phone with the police, like whatever. And so then he just starts, he starts running that way. And then the police show up. And then did they, so did they intercept him or was he gone by the time the cops got there? Okay. Do you know super bad? Yes. Okay. I love super bad. Do you like super bad? Yeah. the, The movie. Yeah. 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 Okay, so if I felt like I was in that movie when the cops showed up. Like, no joke. Okay, so, and honestly, I, I didn't know at that point in time in life that I should probably take, like, a badge number or something or, like, figure out what to do. But it was, right. like, about, yeah. And it was, but it was crazy. It was, like, I'm outside with the bar back and with, like, the staff and I'm with, like, you know, very upset. I was going to say disgruntled. I'm like, that's not the word. Customers who are, like, freaking out. Um, I'm obviously like, we'll figure out what to do. 
but the cop shows up and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, this happened. He went that way. He literally just went that way. I'm like, just that way. He's wearing a brown shirt and blue jeans, you know, and I'm just like, go that way. And um, they're just sitting there like, <gasps> and I'm thinking like, I was like, am I, like, am I crazy right now? I'm like, I don't understand. And they're just, the two of them are sitting in the car. You're never going to believe them. <laughs> Given how, what? Like, I was like describing him wholeheartedly, very upset for everyone, obviously. And, um, the other guy, the main guy that was driving, he was like trying to kind of listen, but his partner was kind of like a dick. And it was like fucking Bill Hader in like, like in, in, in that. And I felt like, just like, I felt like McLovin. I was like, is this real life? He, he took his baton. He was like, you mean like this? No way. And I was like, honestly, cause I, but like, obviously I did not have, I'm not going to say that I didn't have the wherewithal to just like chill out and be like, wow, that's really weird. And say something back that was going to help. Cause I was just panicked, you know? And I was like, sure. make sure you catch him. He's down the street. Like just follow him. Go you know, he, get him. Yeah. He's going to do it to someone else. Like he just traumatized like 25 people. Like, please go figure it out. And they were just doing that. And I was like, wow. And so I kept describing it and then finally they go off, but I'm thinking, okay, well, by the time y'all did that, he's fucking, he's under, probably home under a bridge. <laughs> yeah. Under, that. under the bridge, man. Yo, man, fucking uh, not surprised. That doesn't like, because like in like, I feel like there's this idea that like the cops are going to like fucking run a recipe. no, He's doing, they're doing bare minimal shit. And like the fact that this guy jacked off in the bar and these cops are like, you sure? Are you sure he had his dick out? It's like, yeah, like, did it look like this? And I'm like, I know what your fucking baton is, bro. Like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, but this is insane. I was like, I literally just had a girl like practically faint inside. I had a group of like children that probably are never going to be the same. Nope. Life is different. No one, yeah, life is different now. Like you came with your friends, you know, your your parents, and then you got probably a beer or something, and you're sitting on the couch thinking you're so cool. And then, you know, you have like someone like stick their shit on your shoulder. It was like literally happened like that. And I was like, damn. And that's yeah. And I don't like I hate this conversation because I do genuinely believe that. There are so many amazing policemen. That just happened to be a time where I ran into, like, I couldn't, I just thought, like, it was like I was in a movie. It was like I was in. Super bad. Yeah. I was in super bad. Woo. Yo, man. That yeah. is, well, I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad nobody got fucking hurt. Right. Oh Physically <laughs> got hurt. You know what I mean? Because that guy could have been doing way worse shit than that. Right. Well. Listen, Jamie, thank you so much for sharing these stories. They were oh my God. all over the place and I loved it. And they were everything I thought they were going to be and more. I hope uh, they weren't too much. I feel like they're like a lot. <laughs> man, if you go back and listen to these other 54 episodes, you know, and this, I say this every episode and I mean it, is that like what I love about this show so much is that like, while obviously these stories take place in a bar, I have not heard the same story. Really? Never have I heard the same story twice. No way, no way. I mean, look, there's I mean, there's so many different 
you know, iterations of what happens in a bar, man, that like, you know, you, you'll never, I'm not, I'm not going to run out of fucking stories at a bar. Well, that's so, that's so interesting though. Cause you'd think that there would be a through line or something. Well, I mean, there is the through line of the bar and there's the behavior, but like the yeah. exact same story, I'm not hearing the exact same story. Like I'm hearing that's some so wild cool. shit that happens. And this is why I love doing the show so much. Now, oh. Let's so let's get into our next segment, okay? Which okay. is our five questions for our guests. These are the questions we ask we ask each of our bartenders who comes on the show about life as a bartender. So, okay. Here we go. Question number 1. Mm-hmm. What what is a misconception people have about being a bartender? What is the one thing that is not true? That it's easy money. Mm, okay. That, you know, you just show up and people just give you, give you cash left and right. Yeah. And I actually, and that, yeah, you don't have to work for it. Right. That's what I mean. You have to work for it. But the thing is, I, I actually did. I don't, I wish I had the study. I should have kept it. I can't find it. There was a study done by a bunch of people, like, I don't know, a bunch of schools and they, like, they went through and they went through like, okay, what are the 10 most um, high stress, like actual high stress that affect you level jobs. And in the 10, there was like neurosurgeon and one of them was bartending and it's, and then you just have to think of like, yeah, no, they literally in the top 10 and, and and, and it it also includes serving because serving people, I think it includes because you're, you're handling everyone's energy when they come in. And what people don't realize, like if they haven't, which why a lot of people like, you know, like I know like my, you know, like I have family members that are like, you know, lawyers or they're like, they're, they have their own careers and they were, they bartended at one point and they always told me bartend best, you know, best cash like you'll ever make. Right. But super stressful. And I think that like, it's true and people don't understand that. And that's why I always thought after doing it that they're like, I know that people have said this before, but I feel like there should be a class like in school, like where you have to go and serve people because how many of us, not just artists, artists obviously happen to be a big part of it, but some people are career that who do that for their lives, who spend their time giving that energy and dealing with everyone's problems, issues, whatever. Cause just even doing that, for example, like I've had siblings that just do it for like, you know, a few summers and then they, they think differently about like how they're going to tip someone, how they're going to treat someone, how they're going to, how they're going to what they're being served by because it's not easy and and that study said the crazy shit is that which is so true right like so many bartenders end up like fucking like fucked up fucked up because i mean they might have been fucked up going into it you know we're all crazy but it's like they could come out of it being like you know very addicted um and not right. just because you're in it. Yeah. Right. And not just because you're in an environment of like where you drink and stuff with someone or you might not or whatever, depending on what job you have. But it's like you are doing apparently the same stress level of work as a neurosurgeon. But the thing is, a neurosurgeon is well amazing, obviously, but it's also celebrated. Like there's no back talk or whatever else with a neurosurgeon you know what i'm saying like you're going in and your mom's brain needs to be saved it's like there's respect and so like i guess that's an it was a really interesting article for me to read and really really eye-opening because i was like wow so it's the same level of stress but there's no respect and you know humans vibe off right not just like oh respect me i mean just like a mutual 
Mm-hmm. Like you're doing something for me, I'm doing something for you. We're having this moment. And so then what happens is when people don't understand that situation and then servers and bartenders have to deal with sort of just like, whoa. And then, you know, you go home with that and you're well, like, well, I'd like to think that this podcast is the respect that bartenders deserve. Exactly. And that's why I was so excited when you told me you were doing it. I want to write like right. a musical about <laughs> Look, there's, I think you should. All I'm right. going to, and I'm involving you now. Yeah, holler at me. All yeah. right, question question number two. What is the biggest tip that you have ever received as a bartender? <laughs> I know it right away, and I didn't do it, and I'm wrong. Okay, biggest tip ever, and this is to anyone out there, and I wholeheartedly give it because I fucked up. But it was from, I won't name names, but he was the senior bartender when I took over that job that I'm talking about most of these crazy things happened at. Um, Mm -hmm. He was amazing. He ended up opening his own bar with his brother and they, you know, you know, make millions doing it. And when he handed over that, I remember there was like a night where it was like a handover of this like shift or whatever. And he used to train me. I mean, like he, yeah, he literally trained me to do car bombs. Like I will fuck any one of you up if you want to challenge me to a car bomb. Like I will do it faster than you. Like, it's like, literally I was trained by him. Like he would just like mess with me on training shifts. Like, and you have to do this and you have to do that. And he was Irish. So he did give me that. And he was like, Jimmy, save your money, take care of your health. And I can't remember actually the third part. And it's really mm. weird, but I did neither of those. <laughs> <laughs> I did not save my money and I destroyed my body. Hands down, because he literally, like he, you know, he went in and he literally did save like however many certain dollars of everything he did. And, you know, bought a, bought a building with it, like lives above it with his brother. They have a very bar that's like a very, you know, known bar. It's like, so he was so right. And it's crazy. Cause I mean, I literally used to have no joke, like just like a thousand dollars for no reason, like in a sock, you know, like in my right. closet. I mean, this is not the case anymore. <laughs> right. you know, like, I'm not, cause I chose to do it and I'm trying, you know, I'm just focused on what I'm doing, but it's like you, yeah. Like my God, if I really just took even half of everything I made and put it somewhere, I would own a brownstone or something. So, so yeah, listen, that was the best advice I ever got. And I didn't listen. Save your money. Take care of your health. Yes. All right. Question number three. Mm-hmm. What is your pet peeve of a customer? What is the one thing <gasps> when you are working? You These are know? great questions. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Dude. You are so good. Like, I've never been asked this question. <laughs> okay. Pet peeve. Yep. It's. If you ask for water, mm-hmm. drink it. Just fucking drink it. You don't have to. <laughs> just drink the water. Just fucking drink the water. It's like, you don't have to drink all of it. But like, if you asked, you were thirsty. You know, if I put it in front of you because you're drunk and I'm telling you to, I understand what I'm doing. If I'm putting it down because you first got there and that's the restaurant's policy or whatever, I understand what I'm doing. But if you ask me for a cup of water, I mean, like, and specifically even ask me for a big cup of water, like a pint glass of water, and then I make it for you, I also just don't like pour water in a glass. It takes time to press the gun. I'm pouring you filtered water. It takes time out of making another drink to put ice in that cup. It 
takes time for my, it's my own choice to take my straw and twirl it for you to make it look lovely so that you love your water. Mm-hmm. And you not drinking it or even pulling a little straw off and pretending to drink it is like, I can't. You heard it here. You heard it here first, folks. Drink the fucking water. If you ask for it, drink the water. And Jamie, I got to say, that is one of the first, again, that's the first pet peeve I've ever heard of drink the water. No way. Yes. I usually, this is what we usually get. I don't understand. We get like. Sorry, um, I have my eye if I'm being weird. No, that's fine. So, like, some of the pet peeves are, like, you know, make sure you know what you're going to order when I come to you. Don't order, then go to the bathroom. That shit, right? So Yeah, I understand. That's that's frustrating. But it's, like, those things are, like, you know what those things are, though? It's, like, I don't really want to. But it's, like, those things you might have done yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I check myself because I go out and I'm like, oh my god, I want this salad, but I kind of like want something different in it. But I kind of want this drink, but I, and also because I'm like, oh, I've served so many people, like I just would love to have a great serving experience. So like I'm always, I might not, I'm not the most decisive when I go anywhere. Okay. And so then I, so I guess I give that to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. I'm wow, saying, I've never heard I, that before. I am saying it here first, folks. You order a water, fucking drink it. I'm, I'm backing <laughs> you up. I'm backing you up on it. Thank you. All right. Now, uh, fourth question. I feel like we kind of talked about this at, at question two, but maybe okay. you got something else for it, obviously. Okay. What is the one thing that you've learned from bartending? And it doesn't have to be in the bar. Could be about human nature. Could be about life. Could be about something you learned for yourself. What is that one thing that you've learned from, from working in a bar? Just treat people well. Mm. I love like, it. Like treat people well. I mean, and also you, especially being in a city like New York city, I mean, you really don't ever know who you're talking to. A hundred percent. And, um, you could be like talking to Ethan Hawk and know it's Ethan Hawk, or you could be talking to, the woman that runs New York times and you could be talking to whatever. I mean, this more maybe goes for like artists that are like, you know, you never know. And like, the thing is, is like, it shouldn't really matter, but like, cause you should just treat everyone the way you want to be treated. I mean, like that's your grandfather's message, right? It's like, yeah, just do unto others. What, what is it? Do under others as you'd have done unto you. Right. It is true. And also like there is an ex- I've had some of the most amazing things ever happen of just like giving freely and then, you know, never knowing who I was talking to and then something bizarre happening, like someone coming and being like, oh, we should shoot this music video for a song that I heard you play last week. And I'm thinking like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, and who are you? And then finding out that they like shot a music video for like 50 cent. And I'm like, this is so weird. And so it's like, that, that's the kind of thing. But in, so I don't think you should do it deliberately in like the way of trying to get something back. But I just think that that's a lesson in general. You know, what, you know what though? Like, yes, I think from like the intrinsic place of like, yes, you should treat everyone with respect because you'd want to be treated with respect yourself. Right. That's also one of the bonuses to doing it. Like, is like, yo, you never know who you're meeting and you never know who can help you, right? Like I think of like I think of all those times and this is just a quick aside of just like comedy shit, but it's just like how many times that like, you know, uh someone will be at a mic and like they've never seen this person before so they must mm-hmm. think that they're new and it's like no motherfucker like just because you haven't seen him 
doesn't mm-hmm. mean that this person isn't there. Right? Like you can't let you, you roll like that. You're going to burn some fucking bridges, man. Exactly. And it's like, and it, I think it matters like too, like you burn the bridges, even in normal life. Like you just, it's just, it, it's unnecessary. So it's just like, be Me good. Too. And also it's a really good lesson. Cause I'd have to say, I don't know how I'd be right now. I'm actually thinking of doing some like jobs coming up for some friends that are like calling me into like, kind of like set up new spaces for people. I didn't want to ever be in a bar again, but I'm thinking of doing it cause I'm coming with my new fresh attitude and like out of COVID. And I'm kind of like, I love to connect with people, but it's like going into that space. It's like, what I've learned is no matter what, like if you put the good energy out, I mean, of course you're going to get shit, but like you can take the shit and like, you know, someone else taught me one of my regulars that like, that's probably not about you. Oh, you know, like, 100%. Yeah. Like they having a bad day, you know? And it's like, that was a big moment for me because I actually spent a long time sober bartending and not taking anything personally. And that was a really big lesson because it was true. And the more that I could stay in that space, the more like awesome things came to me and people around me. And so like, I think that's the biggest lesson I've ever learned. It's just like, it matters what you put out there. So you decide yeah, because you'll get it back. You're going to get it back. I, I, I like, I like it. I like that a lot. <laughs> All right, Jamie, final question. Okay. What is your favorite drink to have? What do you have? What is your what is your weapon of choice? I change like from thing to thing, but I would think that like overall my my vibe would be whiskey. Whiskey? Okay. Yeah, bourbon. Bourbon bourbon specifically. Um I did think that bullet was my favorite and then I heard something horrible where they like were the family was even against their own daughter who was gay. I don't know if it's true or not. Like I just, and, but like that to me is the best tasting bourbon that I've ever had come from like an Italian family, but they're like a bourbon family really. So I love red wine, like with okay. dinner, but I love like whiskey. And I just think also whiskey has a special spot in my heart because before I could go on stage without having something, if I need it, like I would just take a shot of whiskey and I just think my nerves would go down. I never felt like I was like crazy on it. So it's medicinal gotcha. for me. Yeah. And hot toddies, obviously for a Ooh, singer. Yeah. 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 It's like the most amazing thing. Like, I mean, if you have like really nice honey and lemon and like hot water and some bourbon, you're good to go. Like you can sing when you didn't talk earlier in the day. So I think it's served a lot of purpose for me. I like it. That's an introspective look at whiskey. And I thank you for that. Jane. Oh, thank you. For now, asking. You're the best questions. This is so cool. Ah, thank you. You heard it here first, folks. So make sure you download this podcast, rate, review, and subscribe, and email us at openbartalk at gmail.com. Yes. Nice little plug here. Now, we're going to get to our final segment, which is what were you drinking? Now, this is a part of the show where I am going to read from my Facebook and Twitter timeline some messy posts that I can only assume (laughs) drunk when they wrote it because only drunk people volunteer information like this out to the universe. So, Jamie, uh, you being a a bartender who has seen people drunk off of many different things, it is up to you to diagnose what you think they were drinking when they wrote it. Okay? Yes. All right. Here we go. Sometimes when the universe kicks your ass, it turns around and evens things out. My cousin is locked up. 
What were they drinking when they wrote that? Whiskey. Whiskey. Definitely. <laughs> is that is that whiskey? Okay. Yeah, you can either end up like on stage doing good performance or in jail with whiskey. That's how it rolls. Mm-hmm. 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 And that is also how the universe sometimes rolls is <laughs> it'll put whiskey in your life. So listen, yeah. Jamie, thank you for your expert diagnose of, uh, <laughs> of our, of our, uh, of our post here of what were you drinking? And also folks, uh, if you're listening, email us at openbartalk@gmail.com If you have a, what were you drinking? We want to read those. You re- you send it in, you get it read on the air and our bartender is going to fucking diagnose it for you. In <laughs> So, Are you going to find out if it's right? Um, I mean, look, you're the bartender. I think you got it right. You you're think gonna so? Know, you, you know more than me. I have a friend. You have a friend that came to say hi. Oh, who's, who's this cat here? This is Zeppelin. Ooh, Zeppelin. look at his eyes. He looks so good <laughs> on camera. He's like, yeah, my that's cool. This is the, uh, I think. He literally came in and was like, meh. This is the second pet we've had on the podcast. I feel like we had a really? dog on. Yeah, a dog came in uh, during the interview <laughs> at one point. So anyway, that is going to do it for us. Uh, thank you so much, Jamie Lynn, for hanging with us. Um, is there thank anything you, you want to plug? Me. Yeah, of course. Is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, this episode is going to be up um, on the 18th of May. Oh my God. Cool. Okay. Well, actually, since I guess COVID's ending, I'm playing my, um, I do make music and produce and I have all this stuff, the band going on, but we're, uh, we're doing our first show. Oh, dope. Like, yeah, like <gasps> I didn't think that was ever going to happen, but we're playing at, I don't know if you've ever heard of five C cafe downtown Lower East side. And we're playing May 27th. So if this show is coming out on the 18th, that'd be great. Um, we're going to play a set at 9 PM. Okay. It's gonna be, yeah. It's going to be unplugged version of all the band songs and a new song for everyone. And that's going to be like the first, like out of COVID live performance, guitar, piano, vocals. You can sit like on the sidewalk. It's really beautiful. They have a cool kitchen with great food and like fun drinks. And it's like a super dope little spot that's like a staple that I used to go like watch music at when I was little here. So if oh. anyone wants that, yeah. And if you want the information for that, I'm, I'm Jamie, it's JMI. It's also, you can just jump media. We'll, we'll, I, I'm sure we'll tag it on something. So yeah, I was going to say, I'll tag you, you know, you'll be tagged on Instagram in this too. So, you know, okay, folks, cool. if you want to go check yeah. out some rad tunes, please go do that. Uh, Jamie's very talented and you are going to love it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I said it and I meant it. Uh, now, so fun. Go uh, download this podcast, like I said, uh, wherever yes. you find podcasts. Please do that. Uh, openbartalk at gmail.com, openbartalk on Instagram. And if you want to find me, I'm at Jim Search on all social media. And jimsearchcomedy.com is a place to get at me. Uh, the world's reopening, so comedy might be in my life soon. So uh, go look at my website for dates and things like that. Uh, and of course, Jamie, thank you so much for hanging with us. It was so much fun. Uh, this is well. so fun. Thank you. This is an absolute blast. And of course, y'all who are out there, make sure you put a water between each drink and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Oh, yeah.